To your favorite podcast, D Influence. I'm here with the one, the only, the muscular, the man, Jordan Ramirez. Can I show you something I found? Okay. Okay. This guy, I found my new favorite artist. Okay. His name is Mike Dimes. Okay. He's a rapper out of Texas. What? Babe, I. How did you find him? Robbie Tripp told me about him. Of course. <laughs> Robbie. Um, and I go, because like, you know how I like hard hitting rap? Mm. Like, I don't like, this is what I talked about last week. I don't like the R&B type of rap, like Drake and stuff so like that. So you feel that. like Drake, Drake doesn't like slap he hit, hard enough some, for you? Some, I mean, some parts of his set he slapped, but like <laughs> other times he's just more like, Ooh. Oh, he's more like, just like kind of. Kind of like doing it songs. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but listen, so. I'm just going to play a little bit of the song. It's so good. Wait. This, this is so like Drake vibes to no. me. Wow. Mike Dimes, I'm telling you, I'm calling it. He's the future of the game. He's the next Kendrick Lamar, and any, I found him first. Are there any rappers that don't cuss besides like Lecrae? Um, the rapper from Jesus. Oh, NF. See, NF like hits hard for me. NF. That's that's like NF is like my style. Funny story about NF is we did a sassy club meetup in Nashville. Do you remember this? Yeah. And um, this girl came. Her name was Bridget. Yeah. And um, she was like, yeah, you know, like my husband, he does tours and everyone in Nashville is a musician. So we were like, oh, yeah. like no big deal. And we were like, oh, who's your husband? She's like, NF. And I was like, oh, <laughs> wow. So we went to Chicago and we had the best week we did Willy Wonka giveaway with Divi gave away $50,000 five tickets $10,000 each um and this was basically all to celebrate Divi going into all stores Ulta so we were in like 400 Ulta stores before so if you've seen Ulta in those stores yeah. like this was us going into like I think there's like only a couple that we're not in, and it might be like the one in Hawaii or something. I don't even know if they have one in Hawaii. No, it's in Hawaii. It. Oh, really? So, yeah. Okay, told that's us the one Hawaii. that we're. Oh, it is in Hawaii. It's in Hawaii. Okay, so never mind. It just might be like some random <coughs> range, but basically we're like nationwide, and we had this big Willy Wonka giveaway to celebrate, and then we went around Chicago and gave around gave away more thousand dollar Divi green tickets. And kind of like just like popped around from spot to spot and met a lot of people. And it was pretty epic. It was pretty cool. I think the family had a lot of fun. What was your favorite part of the trip? My favorite part of the trip um, was probably the Cubs game. Yeah? Yeah. Going on the field? Yeah. Just like it makes me happy when I feel like everyone is happy. Yeah. You know, like, and I just felt like. You know, I mean, I'm not a huge baseball guy. Yeah. Like, it's not a fun sport to watch, in my mm -hmm. opinion. No. But everyone was happy. And I feel like you and I had fun. And it was kind of like yeah. the calm after the storm, you but know. But I feel like Wrigley is, like, one of those places that you don't really even have to be into baseball. No, and it's still it's, fun. It's just a good vibe. That was cool that we had the suite, like, the box. Yeah. We got a box for our family because there were so many of us at that point. We're like, and it was so, since we had Stratton and Stella, it was so nice that they could, like, crawl around inside yeah. there. And then, um, yeah, we got to tour the field with Emily, 
Um, we actually met her through our giveaway the day before, and we met her husband, who was uh, one of the coaches. Yeah. He was like the, the pitching coach, the bullpen catcher. Was, oh, he was the catcher? Coach. Coach. Okay. Yeah. yeah he was on the coach, yeah. coaching staff. Yeah. But I would say the other side of what I really loved about it was. You know, a lot of the times we do these like big, crazy ideas, right? And they're fun and you don't really know what you're signing up for, but there's kind of like this like spirit in our family and within our team where it's like, we just like go after these things and you don't, you have no idea what to expect, Yeah. but then you get there and <clears throat> you start interacting and you start seeing this story unfold and like the people who were getting these tickets would start crying, you know, or it was like, oh my gosh, I've been praying for like help and stuff like that. And all of these like stories that just kind of converge into one place. It's always really special. Yeah, it was really sweet. And like, I mean, that's probably the, my favorite part. That was probably my favorite part of the weekend. It's yeah. just like actually being like a true Willy Wonka. Like nothing gets me more excited than that. You love it. I loved it. Um, it was beautiful. The best of weather. I did have like a little bit of a freak out. Like when? Um, when our family was late to the boat ride. We yeah. did an architecture tour. It's so funny that you had a freak out because I was about to, and I was like. No, like I kind of lost it a little bit. I know. I wasn't there for it. I walked away. I walked away. That's <laughs> why I was like, I'm going to walk away so that I don't lose it. Well, it was just like one of those moments where I was so frustrated because I felt like like we all. Okay, so we, we got our family all tickets to go on this architecture tour. Yeah. And... um. I think something that like really bothers me is whenever we're like trapped, like people don't keep up, mm -hmm. you know? And when people like separate. So we had like my dad and your dad, like a mile behind us. Mm -hmm. We had the kids with me. You were walking like five steps ahead the whole time. Like there were like four groups of our family when we all were running late to this architecture tour. So I'm like, guys, like keep up. But it was like, nobody was like leading, you know, or commute like, yeah. so then when we got to the tour, we missed the, bo the boat and my mom, my mom goes, oh, it's okay. And I go, no, it's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said, these tickets are non-refundable and it's not okay. And then I was like, just walk away. And I walked away. Everybody was That's cool. it? Oh, yeah. that's not that bad of a freak out. No, I walked away immediately because that's what I tend to do if I'm going to like. like. I, that's why I walked it, away because I was really frustrated because I, I don't, I sprinted to try and make the I boat. And you don't know this, but like at the gate, the captain was like, where are they at? And I was like, they're literally right there. Yeah. And he was like, sorry, I'm calling it. And it was just like so close yet so far away. <laughs> and I was like, so tired. This is a good question. You know, a lot of people on Instagram <clears throat> probably like look at our family traveling together and they're like, oh my gosh, it's perfect. You know, like their in-laws are friends with each other. Like, it's just like this big one happy thing. What do you think is the most challenging thing about traveling with our family? I think it's important to be real that it's not all rainbows and butterflies. No. It's like, you know, yeah. it takes work to keep our family together as close as they are. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the toughest dynamics is, you know, obviously they, we were there to celebrate Divi going into Ulta. That was the whole like point of the trip. But then like also having our families together and, and taking time apart from business while we're there to have just like family like good quality time right. was also really important for us. Um, but I would say for me, sometimes I feel 
and maybe this is just like me feeling insecure. Mm -hmm. I, I feel guilty. Like I don't want like all the focus to be about like Divi or us the entire time. But I feel like because of the nature of the trip and like how it's planned, it just ends up being that way. Right. And so I'm always like, okay, like for example, um, I, we got the moms and like all the girls like hair and makeup before the Divi sweatshirt photo shoot. And like, this was like truly just like, I was like, I just want to do something fun for the girls. Like, so that they don't have to stress about their hair and makeup. Like, and the girls come in and they're like, Hey Danny, like, how do you want us to do our hair? And I'm like, no guys, like, yeah, that's hard. Like, I want you guys to have fun. Like, I want you to do what you want to do like this. They're like, well, how do you want it to look for the pictures? I'm like, Oh, I don't care. Like, don't like, this isn't about like, I just want this to be fun for everyone. Yeah. And so me like, you know, just making sure that they feel appreciated too. And like this trip is for them and to be able to do what they want to do as well. It's, it's not like they have to be like waiting around on us the whole time, which they're not. I must, I don't think that they are, but you know, maybe that's just me in my own head. No, I think it's like a lot of dynamics to balance, right? Cause we are there wanting to be good parents to our kids and be present there. We're there to, you know, meet people and, you know, to run the whole show. Our Divi team has expectations for us. Our family just mm -hmm. is like being their kids has expectations. And so we honestly like took a hiatus, like traveling all together for a while for this reason, because the dynamics and the, the multiple dynamics created so much pressure, I would say mostly on you and I, that it just was like, you know, it, we would fight because of it. And it's just like, it felt like a, a weight too heavy to carry. But I think that what was really good about this trip was everyone kind of had a role. And I think we did a really good job of explaining expectations on the front end yeah, and balancing the plan to be like, okay, guys, like this is what we're going to do. We're going to dress up as Willy Wonka. Let's have fun with it. And then we're going to go to the Cubs game, you know, the next yeah. day. And like everything was just kind of like perfectly Equal, like balanced. And then having our team there, I think was good because we didn't have to be the bad guys, the bad guys right? It was like, oh, like guys, you don't want to let Ramsey down. Like let's all yeah. go. And and we didn't even know the plan on and a lot of things. Like we knew the general plan, but we were like, hey, Ramsey, where do you need us to be? And I think yeah. it just kind of like made us all equal. Yeah. And it made it way healthier is how I feel. That's so true. And I feel like even for that boat ride that we were late to, like if, cause that was when the, that was just like our, like our team had left, it was just our family. But even if we would have had that like middleman between us yeah. and the, but like, it's so easy to not listen to your family. Yes. And, and I think that that was probably what I was feeling that evening right? when we missed the boat. And it's like, that's why I liked having Ramsey or our team there is because like, you're right. Like they're not going, if Ramsey says they have to be somewhere, like they're going to, they're going to be somewhere. If I say it, they show up like 15 minutes. They're away. like, yeah, kind of like whatever. What? And I do the same and thing. It's, so yeah, it's not like, it's not, it's not, not like them. Like versus, like I do the same thing. If my mom's like, yeah, I meet in my room at five. I'm like 15 minutes later. I'm like, oh, I need to go. Like, it's just, it's I, different. I think that um, you probably have a lot of thoughts about this, but I think another thing that is just like lessons learned from traveling with your whole family, if there's like other people that want to do it too, is like having expectations around childcare too. So like, yeah. like we used to run into a lot of conflict with our family because, and rightfully so, it came from a good place, but like my mom or your mom would really kind of hog the kids, like whenever we were traveling together. But then and, they would get left out. Um, yeah, but then they would get left out. They would be like, hey, I'm gonna stay back. I wanna be with the kids, but then they are left out of this whole experience. And so, you know, it was really good this time for us to have our expectations of like, hey, you know, 
kids aren't going to sneak in and like sleep with Nini or, or Papa. Like, it's like, no, like they're with us. Like, here's our expectations. Here's when you're going to see the kids. Like we want to wake up with them. And so it, it was, it was less of a fight. And I feel like that has created a lot more peace with oh, us. A hundred percent. And I think a lot of times like, um, grandparents are, are like, they do this. They romanticize taking care of the kids and they have fun like the first like 15 minutes, but then 30 minutes in they're like, okay, like I need help. Or they're like, right. what's everybody else? And, and it's like, well, now we don't, like now this is the way that the evening is because like you, you said, said you yeah. wanted to take care of them. You said you wanted to stay back and not go to dinner. But now you feel resentment right. or you're upset. Like you feel like it's not fair because you're stuck with the kids at home and everybody else is having fun. And so, it's also like managing everybody else's expectations and saying like, and I think that we did a really good job at setting those boundaries because like, I also, like you said, like I get upset cause I'm like, well, I want to put my kids down or like, right. I want to eat dinner with my kids or like, I want it, but because I'm with them every day, I like, I know a little bit, I know their rhythms better, better and I know what to commit to and what I can't like, for example, that happy hour event. So we had a happy hour for Divi and we had a, like some press there. We had some influencers there. We had the Ulta team and like the whole trip leading up to that, the grandparents really wanted to take the kids to that happy hour. And like I, in, in theory, that sounds really fun, right? Like right. I'm totally like, I fall to that too. I'm like, yeah, let's just bring them. Like, it'll be so sweet. But then like you get there and people from Ulta are trying to talk to you or, um, you know, maybe Chicago influencers I've never gotten to meet. And then like, I'm totally sidetracked and I can't really give my hundred percent to anything because the kids are there. And I think that hap that's happened at multiple events where like, we kind of fall to it and we let the kids come. And then the grandparents feel like left out because they're stuck in the corner watching Coco Melon on a tablet with the kids. Yeah. And you then know? we feel guilty. And then we feel guilty because we're like, oh shoot, they just took care of the kids the whole time. Like, what can we do to like repay them? Or how do we appreciate them more? And it's just like, yeah, it's just messy. And it's like something that we're still always figuring out. But I will say like, overall, we're obviously so blessed that we have a family that even gets along. Like, yeah. And um, they're all so eager to love and care for our kids. So um, so yeah, I know in like the big picture, like we're very blessed. So I would, I would, I think that it's pretty relatable for a lot of people to have conflict when it comes to like extended family around kids and like all traveling together. So a couple like tips of the trade that I feel like we've learned. One is like establish a leader. Like I think that we have become the leaders, but maybe there's like yeah. a patriarch of the family that like wants to lead. So like let them lead, but make sure that you understand the, uh, the plan. So establish a leader, establish boundaries and like rhythms with the kids. Like I, yeah. I think that that's like a huge thing. And then I would say the last thing that we've learned and been learned to be okay with is that when grandparents come around, I feel like your kids are just going to be meaner to you. <laughs> yeah, like, are. it's just a fact. Like this Stella, so Stella this morning was as sweet as she could be. Oh my gosh, so sweet. But like on the trip, she was like mean to us because she's like, I want Coco, I want Nini. Well, because she knows when she goes to Coco's room, she gets seven suckers. Exactly. And so like that stuff's just going to happen. I'm so always I feel a bad like, guy. Yeah. And so I feel like you and I just kind of like being okay with that and knowing it's like temporary on these trips. Can we talk about something else though? Yeah. Something that like I'm starting to feel as a mother, but I don't know how to navigate it. A, around, I mean, just within our household and B, around the grandparents. Oh boy. 
Our kids are eating way too much sugar. I felt that. I'm telling you, I they are feel eating, that. Like the amount of sugar they ate on this trip and the way that sugar is used to bribe them, like I'm not, not okay with it. I know. But then it's like, what they don't understand is you show that sucker to Stella at nine o'clock in the morning. That's all Stella's gonna be thinking about until nine o'clock at night. Like, you cannot put candy in front of them or bribe them with it. Like you have to keep it away. You pull it out for emergencies. Like I keep suckers in the bag for when we're on the floor screaming, crying, and yep. there's nothing else to make her happy. That's how I also treat the tablet. I try to keep technology and sugar away for as long as possible. But like what I've noticed, noticed with the grandparents, they come over the first thing, sugar and tablet and, yep. and phone screens. And it's like, those are the things that make our kids crazy, crazy. Right. And it's not good for them. Neither one of them is good for them. You know, I, know. I kind of want to like go into our pantry and just like purge all of the bad snacks for our kids. So, Cause like now yeah. what's happening is like Stella like won't eat lunch. Cause she's like, I want snacks. She's like, I want cake. I want cookie. And it's like, we have got to nip this in the bud. It's not okay. I agree. Preach. Those kids are going to have so much, so many cavities. I know. <laughs> Gosh. Even with that cocoa melon electric toothbrush. <laughs> It's not going to do it. <laughs> it's not going to do it for her. <laughs> that was good. I, I Yeah. Overall, I, I had a great time in Chicago. Yeah. We had, oh. Oh. Did I ever tell you what happened at um the first night in Chicago? No. Well, maybe. Okay. So, like. I was there. We kind of got hit on by Sean Marion. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Say NBA that. basketball player who I knew of because, like, duh, go Mavs. But I saw him and he's huge. He's a big, big man. Okay, so he saw me first and I was walking out and I was going to meet up with Laura, Taryn, and Maddie. Mm -hmm. And so he he looks me up and down and he goes, y'all look nice. He goes, you look nice. Where are you headed? I go, oh, well, my kids my kids and my husband are right there. Like, that's, that's literally my, my that's first my girl. thing. So I always say, I go, oh, I'm with my kids and my husband. And then he's like, where y'all headed? You look nice. And I just kind of ignore, I'm like, ha ha ha. So I walk outside and then he lays his eyes on Taryn Newton. And oh my goodness, he looked her up and down like a snack. He was a hungry man. And he is like, hey, like, where y'all headed tonight? And Taryn's like, oh, we're at an event, you know, blah, blah. like just being friendly, but not like, you know. And then she, Taryn comes up and she goes, don't know who that is. And I'm like, no, but I mean, obvious. He's obviously an athlete. He's like seven feet tall, and she's like, "No, that looks like Sean Marion." So then Taryn, which I've never seen Taryn like out like this, like she's so confident. She walks up to him. She goes, "Hey, what's your name?" He goes, "I'm Sean Marion," and she goes, "Okay," and then she walked away. She goes, "Guys, I told you that's Sean Marion." That is so funny. Yeah. You know what? Good for Taryn. She's had five kids. No, dude, she's a she's a hottie. Good for her. And she was wearing this little jumpsuit. I mean, he was into it. Um, Good for Rick. Yeah. Rick's probably Rick. proud. No, it's just, Taryn goes, I can't wait to tell Rick. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, honestly, you go, girl. That's funny. That's the funny thing is like when you're, when you're in like such a secure relationship with your spouse, it's so fun to talk about stuff like this because yeah. it's like, it's so easy because like obviously, but it's like kind of like a compliment. The only person I think I've ever felt like insecure threatened by threatened by you being around was uh it was actually like recently it was uh that uh Gavin kid oh he's a child I know he's a child but isn't he like a big deal right now he's like a dreamboat on some show right 
Well, but what did you think? I was going to like hop his bones? No, I didn't think you were going to hop his bones. Oh my but like, gosh. I mean, you were with a group of pretty girls. I was like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Babe, it felt like I was talking to like a brother, like a ch- like a young brother. <sighs> He's he seemed pretty dreamy. Not gonna lie, <laughs> I was I was a little concerned. Jordan th- was even into him. But then I walked away and I was like, okay, it's cool. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> like she'll be good. <laughs> I'm dead. I wasn't like real threatened. I was like, oh man, like this is. Well, you're the one that introduced concerning. us to him. I know because you asked me to, and then I was like, regret. <laughs> and then I was like, regret. <laughs> I was like, why can't you just go hang out with the cop from Stranger Things? <laughs> I got a picture with him too. I know. I wouldn't have been threatened by him. Ugh. He was the one flirting with all the girls. I know. Not Gavin. Gavin was talking to us about the gospel in his church. (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious. Such a a sweet baby. Uh. Um, Today's episode is brought to you by Lumi deodorant. Not all of us are blessed as Jordan, who literally doesn't smell bad ever, and he literally never sweats. I'm unfortunately not blessed with that gene, and I am the stinky one in the family. (laughs) It's true. I also have horrible night sweats. And doing weekly self-tanning also does not help. That's why I was so excited to find Lumi Deodorant, the whole body deodorant for pits, privates, and beyond. Lumi Deodorant was created by an OBGYN who discovered odor isn't an underarm thing, it's an all-over thing. So she developed Lumi, a pH-optimized deodorant that's clinically proven to control odor everywhere for up to 72 hours. I have a special offer for all my listeners. New customers get $5 off Lumi's starter, starter pack with our exclusive code and link. Use code DEINFLUENCED at lumipodcast.com. L-U-M-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T.com. I've loved using this deodorant because it is safe to use anywhere on your body. Pits, under boobs, thighs, thigh folds, belly buttons, and more. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Unlike some deodorants that try to mask odor with a fragrance, Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts, more like a pre-odorant. It is also aluminum-free, baking soda-free, and paraben-free. Lumi starter pack is perfect for our new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, and two free products of your choice, and free shipping. Again, I have a special offer for listeners. New customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code DEINFLUENCED at lumipodcast.com. That equates to over 40% off of your starter pack when you visit lumipodcast.com and use code DEINFLUENCED. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I thought you were going to read another one. I was, but then I'm I'm not. Before we get into... um our stories. Our, our news of the week. Um, I had something I wanted to ask you, and I've been wanting to ask you this for about a week. So I was driving okay. on the highway, okay? And uh, you know what a Corvette is? The car? The car. Who makes a Corvette? Corvette? Uh, Chevy. Oh. So the Corvette, growing up in Rockwall, uh-huh. okay? Like the dads that had Corvette, it was like a symbol of just like, rich cool dad okay okay but i was driving it's like white suburban wealth okay this is what i'm getting to is that like i was driving down the highway and i saw a guy in a corvette and i was like man did my perspective on corvettes change or Or am i just am i just a white successful male (laughs) no (laughs) no no no. did my perspective (laughs) i I don't think they're cool anymore i was like oh man like that's so kind of cringe because i thought like i they used to be so cool 
And I don't know if it's like a product of me like getting out of the the confines well, of the like suburbs. Kind of like, did they lose their cool? Is my you question. Know, this is so funny. You're. This is one person that doesn't care about cars talking to another person that doesn't care about cars. We know nothing about cars, babe. My We're not question, car though, I don't know. I don't know if Corvettes you, are cool. Were they ever cool when you grew up in Richardson? Honestly, like a Mercedes convertible was cool. See, then it's a it's a suburb thing. I mean, probably. I feel like Corvettes are a little flashy, and so I. They're it, like kind of a weird flashy, though. I, I honestly don't it's know. Like I'm a, more like I'm just trying to think from like you know movies and reality tv that i watched back in the late 90s and early 2000s i feel like it was like more a flashy symbol of wealth yeah. to me it's like equivalent to like a gucci belt it's Hold like on. do we have cool. a can i see your phone do we have a friend who's a car guy ryan okay yeah you're ryan right. dean ryan dean um no it's yeah corvettes were the gucci belts of the, the car industry like but were they okay gucci's fine but where my no, question gucci is, is like one of those like a Gucci belt is like, I mean, it's like not. What I'm saying is like, like, is it, um, is it like true religion jeans in the suburbs? <laughs> That's what I'm wondering is like. I, You're asking the wrong gal. Hold on. All, all I wanted was a Mustang growing up. A Mustang convertible red. Put that top down. Tan What's leather a, interior. Mm. A, oh, a Natalie Kennedy's husband. He's a big we car guy. We always call him uh, Kip. Yeah, <laughs> let's call Kip. He's gonna be like, "What the heck?" It's just so funny because Nally Kennedy's hu husband, his name is Pat Patrick. Yeah. Pat. And like literally for the first two years of me knowing him, I called him Kip. And I, I thought he was name was Kip. So we just called him Kip for years. Well, I never get a call from you. Hey, uh, Connor, it's Jordan. <laughs> hey. Hey, you're on the podcast. Um, Hey, we're wondering, uh, you're a car guy. Are Corvettes cool? Uh, am I on a live podcast right now? <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh, it's a midlife crisis car. That's what I thought. Are they like a, are they a symbol of wealth? Be honest. We're not putting, we're not putting who you are. So nobody knows yeah, who no you are. Yeah, no one knows who you if are. You're just a unanimous person. He's very are secretive. A symbol of wealth? Uh, I wouldn't say so. Okay, let me ask you this. Were they ever cool? Yeah, maybe in like the 50s and the 60s. Okay, but like when we were that. growing up, like I'm from a suburb and like it was like the symbol of cool dad in the suburb, but was that just a suburb thing? I don't know. I honestly don't know enough about them. We need to look at the Wolf of Wall Street. Watch that old movie again. What kind of cars yeah. did he drive? He drove like Ferraris. It's a oh, different then class. Oh, no, yeah. Okay, no. so you're saying that right now Chevy Corvettes are midlife crisis cars. So if I ever get a Chevy Corvette, Danny should be worried about me. Yeah, it's probably a, a yellow flag. Okay, let me ask you this. Is it the same type of midlife crisis as like getting a Harley? Or is Harley more midlife crisis? Than a Corvette. <laughs> I think they're probably one and the same. Okay, so they're equal. Okay, got it. Thank you, Connor. <laughs> All right, peace. Bye. Glad we cleared that you up. You call the one friend we have in the CIA. I know. He's in the CIA, dude. He, <laughs> like, listen, this guy... He this just, guy, he just, oh, he just like answered the phone and he's probably in Russia right now. Yeah. Okay. So let me tell you the story about this guy. This guy, every time he's ever called me, he calls me from a block number and I go... 
who does that? And he was like, you know, I'm just big on privacy. I'm like, no one's that big on no, privacy. But he's also like so private, so secretive, but then can also, he'll like jump off a building into like a pool that's two feet deep yeah. and like nail the jump. And yeah. it's like, mm, like, you, like flips mm, a jet ski. Yeah. Dry, you know? He flies planes. He does like hella skiing. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, like, this mm, guy is this. so in the CIA. Do you think Ellie's in the CIA too? I think she'd probably be in the FBI. Well, what's weird is that, oh no, let's say, okay. <laughs> so yeah, we have a running joke that uh, Connor is in the CIA. Yeah. Covers blown. We we know. He I just outed you. I always tell Ellie, I'm like, oh yeah, because he's in the CIA. But she's like, yeah, he probably is. Yeah, like she doesn't even know. That's the weirdest thing about it. Yeah, she's never like been to his work and he's in a, what is he, like in finance, wink, wink, like, yeah. come on. She's never been to his work. That I don't is think so. so not to his sus. He's been to like office parties, but I mean, I'm sure they give him a cover, a good one too. Yeah. They have extras there. Yeah. You know, what's so funny is his friend Derek too. Uh -huh. Total CIA. You think? They look like CIA agents. <laughs> like they're Imagine just like the, Cody Banks. the classic like CIA agents. Both work in finance. And they do have this strong brotherhood that is like, yeah. why are y'all so close? Like they went through SEAL training together or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird, dude. I'm telling you. Uh, who knows? You oh, you met someone who got recruited by the CIA recently. You don't even I know, have to say her name. I allowed to say? Don't say her name. I did. Her her grandfather was in the CIA. But she got recruited. Tell them the story about how she got she, recruited. So she got recruited by the CIA, or it might have been the FBI. No, I think it was the no, CIA. CIA. And um, she was waiting tables, and um, there was like a group of CIA CIA agents that came in and asked specifically for her to serve their table. And I think they sat at like this round table in the like back of the restaurant and they just started conversing with her like normal. But they like knew a lot about her. They were asking her question after question after question and kind of wouldn't let her go. And so like halfway in, you know, she's just kind of get to, getting to know these people. And then halfway in, she's like, this is weird. Like, why are they drilling down on me so much? And so then she started to kind of question them and they, they told her, yeah, we're from the CIA. We've come to, God, that's so cool. We've come to take you, recruit you. I think the CIA is a pretty like evil organization, but like I, I want to be recruited if I'm being honest, <laughs> like I, that is the coolest thing. Like knowing like tradecraft and spycraft, that in is the CIA, so cool. Just DM us. We just have a few questions. Yeah. Just, you. oh my gosh. Are they allowed to? Well, there was that TikTok person that blew up and he was like a former spy and he was like, he like his daughter asked him questions and they blew, blew up on TikTok. I didn't see this. Oh, it's so good. She's like, yeah, it's, it's hard to explain. But if someone is in the CIA and wants to come on this podcast, You're right I in. would die. Yeah. Only if you can talk about stuff though. Wait, we never followed through with our guest ideas. I've had, I have a running list of guest ideas for this podcast. Well, we're ready for it. Let's do it. Maybe what? for season three. What season are we on? Two. Oh, when does it end? <laughs> Whenever we want it to, babe. We're in, <laughs> we're in control. Well, okay. You're talking to the head honcho over here. <laughs> You're like, let me call my boss. Let me call oh, me. Hey. oh, hey. <laughs> it's me. Oh, man. Oh, uh, yeah. I would either, in a different life, I'd be three things. One, breakdancer. Okay. Two, CIA agent. Three, hacker. Oh, did you hear about the hackers? No. That hacked the casinos, MGM casinos. Like recently? There were there was a group, I actually have the story here. 
because oh, this is so how ironic. How ironic. Young hackers are sticking up Las Vegas casinos for hefty ransoms. Both MGM and Caesars Entertainment were hacked by a group named Scattered Spider in recent weeks. They always Caesar have the even names. paid a ransom and the hackers were aged between 19 and 22 years old. This is insane. So a group dubbed Scattered Spider by cybersecurity re researchers paralyzed the system of MGM Resorts International this week. MGM, a 14 billion hospitality and entertainment giant, disclosed its cybersecurity issue in a September 12th regulatory filing. Although MGM claims to have dealt with the issue, social media posts say that everything from slot machines to hotel communication systems have been inoperable at MGM venues in Las Vegas for four days. Check-in lines are growing, room access cards and ATMs won't work, and people are unable to use food, beverage, and free play credits. Regressing to the past to use manual cash payouts and physical room keys is pr pr proving slow and clunky. Wow. This is insane. Okay, wait, you have to hear this. Um, let's see. The hackers who threatened to leak its data demanded 30 million in ransom. Caesars paid roughly half. What? So these 19 and 20 year olds made $15 oh million. Dollars. They got caught though, right? Um, I don't know if they got caught. They have to because then how'd they know that they were 19 and 20? Well, I don't know. But I mean, like, that's crazy. What are they? Do they like? I do they go to jail? Yeah, big time jail. I mean, think about it. Like, if you stole fifteen million dollars, you would go for. But they didn't steal it. They extorted it. They extorted it. It's the same thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but like, Danny's like sympathetic with the hackers. They're like, wait, like their no, security was yeah, not that's good. I'm like, I'm like their loopholes. They're actually just helping them in the long term. No, but my favorite story is like if these 19 and 20 year olds, like if they flip them, like the government flips them, yeah, and like then they turn into white hats. No, I. They probably are. They're going to turn know. it. They're gonna, yeah. Because what? They're going to go to jail and then they're going to give them immunity and say, hey, come work for us. Like, like catch me if geniuses. you can. Oh, like the yes. forger. And then he like flips to the good side. Oh, I love stories like this. That's a good side. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's kind of the gospel. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I feel like these it's people very redemptive like, story. don't choose. They're just like, well, I'm either going to be in jail or work for the government. Might as well. I know. That. But the movie's always painted like they have a change of heart. Not catchy, no, not Leonardo DiCaprio, no. Yeah, you're right, because he always, like, was tempted to go back. <laughs> Didn't he actually, like, escape at the end, too? No, he never did. Oh, okay. He never leaves it. <laughs> that's a good story, though. That's that's the kind of stuff I live for. You know what else is interesting? Tell me. This Have you heard about, like, the strikes that they might be coming to an end? Yeah, we talked about it, right? We did? Yeah, and how, like, AI... Oh, how it's coming to an end or yeah. just the strikes in general? So I, f I follow M Mosh. I don't know what to say his name. Mo Mosh? Mosh. 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 I just call him Mosh. Um, I follow Mosh and he is the one who just posted this last night. But basically it says the Writers Guild of America and the major Hollywood studios have reached a tentative deal that would end a strike that has lasted 146 days. Tossed thousands of people out of... Um, work and expose deep anxiety over changes brought by technology. The proposed three-year contract, which would still have to be ratified by the union's 11,000 members, would boost pay rates and re residual payments for streaming shows and impose new rules surrounding the use of artificial intelligence. 
Um, writers were told not to return to work until the guild authorizes them to do so, but picketing will be suspended. Oh my goodness. What a disaster. Wait, zone. so they can't, what's the deal? Um, I don't know. I don't think it says what the deal is, but basically that they just came to a deal. I'm sure they'll share more about what it is. I mean, cause you can't stop the flow of technology. That doesn't make any sense. I know it's not really fair. Well, I mean, I'm sure that both sides feel like it's not fair. Well, I mean. But you know what? I Were you disappointed that Drew Barrymore didn't come back? Like she pulled, like the internet, so yeah, mo- so the Drew, internet mob won. So Drew Barrymore basically was like, she announced, I guess, like a week ago that she was going to continue her show. Mm-hmm. And then... <clears throat> the strikers came after her and were upset because she's violating the strike. Um, but you know, in her posts, like she was just very honest about how she just wanted to, you know, get her show running again to give people back their jobs. And so, I don't know, it's just one of those situations. Like I, it's, it's really tricky Mm -hmm. and I'm not, I'm not like in the space enough to have a really strong opinion, but I will say one thing I was really, really looking forward to like more reality TV because mm-hmm. they're the only ones that are like allowed to. And I thought we were going to have like a lot of reality TV stars pop up and shows pop up like random shows. Yeah. Because everybody else was going to be like, shy. and I was kind of here for that. They might not come to a deal though. Well, if you need a reality TV show family, I might have one for you. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time we were in Chicago, I was like, we, where are the cameras? Where are the freaking cameras? Which yeah. like, I can't post some of this stuff because it's like too personal. But if there was a camera just like following us around, like I, guys, I cannot even tell you. There's so many like funny moments that happen behind the scenes. Like even in this room with our team, that yeah, is I just can't. hilarious. But it's like, you can never explain it. You can't explain it. It's like a big inside joke. But I joke. can't post it either because it almost would look mean of me. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So... So yeah, if you need a fam, call us. We're here for it. Support from today's episode also comes from Jenny Kane. With fall in its way, this is the perfect timing since I'm sure all of our wardrobes could definitely use a refresh. Jenny Kane is a California lifestyle brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. As I'm getting older, I've loved investing pieces that are timeless and have amazing quality. I used to just get tons of trendy clothes, but now I'm focusing more on quality over quantity. This is so true. Like if you go into my closet, I'm like getting rid of all of the not good quality stuff. Because of that, y'all are always asking me for where I shop for my wardrobe. Jenny Kane has so many amazing pieces to choose from, from luxurious cashmere sweaters, they're the best, and iconic accessories to elevated versions of all your everyday basics, not to mention the most incredible home pieces too. Jenny Kane is here to help you live your best season yet. And for a limited time, our listeners get 15% off their first order. Go to JennyKane.com and use the code DEINFLUENCE to get 15% off. In any season, but this one specifically, their sweaters are the it item. This is so true. Their cashmere sweaters are, I just can't. I'm obsessed with the Flynn cashmere sweater. It's the perfect everyday V-neck and the cashmere Francis polo is such a cool vintage inspired staple. They're back in new shades and you can bet I'm adding both to the cart ASAP. Find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code DEINFLUENCE. That's 15% off your first order. J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Also, Jenny Kane sends these um, 
like journal, like, I don't know, they're uh, photo journals, essentially. And I was reading it this morning and, you know, she posts like home decor, she'll post recipes, she'll post like some outfits and I her style it was like she was bringing back you know how farmhouse was really trendy for a while on Instagram like that Mm -hmm. style in your home she was bringing it back with like a California flair like I was I was actually inspired I was like I should get into home decor after after looking at these pictures like it inspired me I was like wow just gorgeous gorgeous pictures I always enjoy the days where you get really passionate about like decorating and pulling out the fall decor really yeah, it's I feel like, like you came downstairs and you were like, what happened? No, it's like nice, honestly. Yeah. Because it's like nice to see you excited about something. It. <laughs> no, it. <laughs> I didn't say something. I said it. <laughs> excited to see you be excited about home decor or something? Just it. Home decor. Yeah. So you like when I'm excited about home decor? So you like yeah. when I'm a homemaker? So you want me to quit my, quit my job? Let <laughs> me stay at home. Just be like, stay at home mom. Is I'm that what saying. You're I support you being a strong, independent woman, but sometimes, like, no, I get it. when you like, you. when you like make quesadillas and stuff, it's like really nice. Oh, so you like when I get passionate about being a homemaker, which only lasts for about maybe two days. Yeah, if you were that all the time, I'd be like, oh, this is this is maybe, not Danny. This is not Danny, but like you know, every once in a while, I'm like, oh, it's one of those days. Yeah, like when I got really obsessed with making pizzas. Yeah, and then you like bring me food. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> or like you come in and the home is all decorated nice. Yeah. And you're like, I clean the house. I yeah. The no, I'm always cleaning. No, you're always cleaning. I'm always cleaning, but I'm not maybe like homemaking. Right. The homemaking days are <sighs> special days. life. Yeah. We we have our if whole life. If I took all of my energy and put it towards that, I would be like an amazing homemaker. Well, I think if you put your, if you took all of your energy and you put it towards anything, you'd be amazing at it. So true. That's what my parents used to tell me. Yeah. So it's just like, they I said, mean, so much you of your mind to anything you can truly do though, this isn't just you. This is everyone. So much of success is just, where do you put your energy? That's why people who read tabloids, I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Wait, I read tabloids. I know. And I think you shouldn't. <laughs> I think that there's why? even more energy that you, you know, have. Speaking of tabloids, you know what I was reading? All last night and this morning is about Travis. Well, hold Travis. on. Don't go there yet because I know where you're going. Uh-huh. I'm telling you. Do you know if if you were to get, if you were to get all the screen time on your phone back? Babe, I'm not on my phone that much. At night. No, I'm not. I, okay, this is Babe, so funny I wake up at like two in the morning and you're literally scrolling on your phone. I'm like, no, what are you looking Jordan, at? Jordan, do you know what I was doing yesterday? I'm like, this is, okay, don't get me started. I literally was on my phone all night, all night last night. You know what I was on? Wikipedia. I was reading about the American Revolutionary War. That's true. And their war tactics. I'm not talking about those things. I'm not on Instagram. I So I'll get on Instagram to check my friends and my close friends, but like I can't get on Instagram. It gives me anxiety. Like right now I'm in the season where like I'm not scrolling. Yeah. I'm, I don't even really, like I get in my DMs because my DMs are, are nice. If they ever get me and I'll, I'll take a, like, a little break, but they've been really nice lately. But mm-hmm. I am not on my phone on, on social. I don't even like look at TikTok. You're in your good mama era. My good mom era. Your good mom era. What does this have to do with being a mom? Because when your DMs are kind, they like oh, think you're yeah. a good mom. And then whenever they're mean, they think you're yeah, a terrible mom. Yeah, I posted mom. like one video with, with doing something. <laughs> who even knows? And now I'm like a good mom again. Yeah. Next week, who knows what will happen? Okay, fine. Maybe not you. All I'm saying is no, that. No, I'm on Wikipedia like all the time. I totally admit that. Hundo. Hundo? I believe you. No, I am. Oh my gosh. Okay, go into the story that we've all been dying to talk about. <sighs> Guys. I'm going to be a hater on this one. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. This is my favorite thing to happen of this year. 
It is so good for Taylor. We have all been waiting for Taylor Swift to end up with just a man. I am so tired of Taylor Swift dating boys that really can't handle her greatness. We need Taylor Swift to be celebrated, to be pursued, to be desired, to be encouraged, to just like do her thing. And like, I feel like for the first time she's, she's with someone that has kind of met her match, but also just worships the ground that she walks on. I mean, he's pursued her so much, like to the point where like, if she would have turned him down, like it probably would have been like a little embarrassing for him, but he didn't even care. He okay. shot his shot and it worked. And the one thing I, I want to say before you go on to anything about this being a PR stunt for anyone, the one thing I have to respect about Taylor is she is, I don't think that Taylor would go sit with his mom at a football game if she did not have pure intentions. And I'm not saying they're going to end up together. I don't think that, I don't know, who knows, but I do think that she wanted to give it a shot. And of course, Travis Kelsey blew up because he played his brother in the Super Bowl last year. His brother, uh, he beat his brother in the Super Bowl. And people love his brother because he's like kind of the underdog at this point because he's 35 year old, years old and still in the NFL and still, you know, somewhat dominating in his space. But what I love, what I think is so smart is that his brother knew that his time was coming to an end. So they launched this podcast. People love their podcast because it's interesting to hear from two brothers that grew up their entire lives kind of playing each other in sports or playing together in sports. That dynamic is so interesting. But then, you know, they start to like kind of gain some some fame. And what I love is that Travis knew he was on the up and up and up and he used that opportunity to go after what he really wanted, which was Taylor Swift. And so he started making little hints about how he had a crush on her, how he went to Arrowhead and watched her perform. Can you be he specific her- about, cause I don't know the history. Can you be specific about all the moves he's made? So, I mean, the biggest one was he, he went to her concert and on the podcast, he just like, I didn't watch this, but I've heard about it. He raved about how amazing she is. He went to the concert and Um, You know, everyone at Taylor Swift concerts, they bring friendship bracelets and you trade bracelets. And this is why Taylor Swift fans are just a magical group of people. They're just the best. So he he took some bracelets and he really wanted to meet her. She doesn't meet anyone before or after her shows. So she basically said no. And he really wanted to give her a bracelet that he made that had his phone number. But the answer was no. So... He went on the podcast, talked about that whole experience. And I mean, it was just like, basically like, hey, like Taylor, like this is what I wanted. It didn't happen. And um, and then since then there started being these like rumors that they started texting and then they started hanging out. But like, it was never confirmed. No one actually knew if it was How true. How long ago is this? Um, like a couple weeks ago. Okay. But this has been going on for a while. Like he's been hinting at Taylor for a while. So his podcast interview is like what a month ago, two months ago. Um. Well, he has his own podcast with his. No, brother. I know that's what I'm saying. I mean, was like it was like ago. when he went to go see her play, which was, I mean, maybe two months ago. I okay. don't know during her tour. Okay. Yeah, and so who knows? Like, maybe during that time period, he sh- she did get his number, and they have been texting for a while. But then he basically put it out there. And I think that if I'm not wrong, I think he tweeted or he said something like, hey, like Taylor, I watched you dominate at Arrowhead. Come watch me like dominate at Arrowhead. So he said that publicly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was public. 
Okay. And um, so then we all were like, oh my gosh, like, is it gonna happen? But this is him once again, pursuing her, putting himself out there. She could have easily said no. And it would have been like kind of a public embarrassment, but he didn't care. He did it again. And then what do we see yesterday? Taylor Swift sitting with Donna Kelsey in a box at Arrowhead, wearing the Chiefs colors, red lipstick, laughing with the rest of his family, and Travis scores a touchdown. How freaking amazing of a story is that? Almost too good to be true. I know, but this is like, I'm such a sucker for like the good old American football player dating, you know. I think that Taylor knows that. That's the problem. Jordan, but like Taylor Swift is the most relevant person of the moment. There is not a more relevant person than Taylor Swift. She does not need a relationship to stay relevant or to dominate in her space. She really doesn't need that. I think she's truly in an era of I've worked my butt off. Okay. Like it gives me, I just got chills. That girl works so freaking hard. Like she, I, I, if anybody went to one of her concerts, like I get sick after going to one of her concerts because I'm jumping up and down so much and I'm so into it. And she does that back to back to back to back to back to back to back every single night, you know, on tour, three nights, four nights in a row, and then does it again five days later and then does it again five. Like I have never met someone with that amount of work ethic that honestly doesn't need to be that way. Do you know how many people in her, her place have mental breakdowns? Yeah. I mean, end up doing something so horrible. They go to jail. They have to take a break because they can't handle the pressure. They're this. And Taylor just, I mean, while she's doing this, she's up in New York. She's re-recording her albums. She's putting out new albums. She's doing new photography, new photography for them. She's working every single day. And I think now she's, she's not touring for just a minute because now she has to go, she's going to go overseas and do her tour. But she's like, you know what? I I'm, I'm 33. What is she? 33 years old. Travis Kelsey's also 33. She's like, you know what? I want to explore this. Like I need, I obviously need to do something different because dating these like overly sensitive artistic boys that can't handle her greatness is not working for her. She needs a strong man. Like we're ready for Taylor to be with a man. We don't even know what happened with Joe though. Yeah, we do. Joe could, babe, she writes about it. It's all up in her songs. Joe did not, could not handle it. Joe wants to go live in like a cottage in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Like he's just a very simple London boy. He doesn't want much. Taylor's like, I, I have some dreams, some goals. Like I want to, the song bedazzled or the, 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 um, bejeweled song. Seriously, okay. she's like, she has so much more to give. And so, and she so wants to be Matt, famous. What, she wants to be a shiny star and he could not handle it. He didn't support that. What, what's, what was the story with Matt then? See, I don't know why she liked him, to be honest. He was just a bad boy. I think that they probably had a little bit of a history and she was looking for like... A rebound. A rebound. That's my only thing about Taylor that like, I it's not my favorite thing that she like just... I mean, I like... Why him? You know, like, why did you rebound with him? I don't like that he makes out with people on on his stage, that he'll chug a whole bottle of wine and be, like, drunk up on stage. Like, I just... And, you know, it was kind of one of those things for me where I was hoping, like, behind the scenes, he was maybe, like, a Pete Davidson, you know, like, mm-hmm. where people don't understand it, but then you get to know him behind the scenes, and he's so smart, so funny, kind of, like, a little genius and just like very charismatic. I was thinking, I was hoping maybe Maddie Healy was like that. And so, I don't know, I think maybe there was a side of Maddie Healy that we haven't seen before, but then 
I don't know. I just like, I really never liked that. I was really ready for that to be over. And, and like now I'm just every, every, anyone that loves Taylor, like, I think we're rooting for this. I think it's all fake. I don't think it's all fake. Let me say it again. How could I, how could I go on such a passionate rant and I, then you say it's all fake? Um, okay. I don't know if it's all fake, but I think that Taylor is smart enough to know that one of the biggest gaps in her audience is males that like football. Let me ask you this though. Why did, why did she turn on the Super Bowl like three times? I think that this is her setup for the Super Bowl. She, Usher just announced yesterday. No, that not this year. Taylor plays the long game. No, I know. And here's this the thing. I agree setup. with you. I talked about this on stories yesterday. I thought maybe this is her getting into the, uh, like trying to get into like the NFL space. The arena. It is. It is absolutely because she could have like, do you know how many football players, NBA players probably hit on Taylor Swift? So many. But I like, don't know. She I think chooses, Taylor is not... I think Taylor is a lot for a lot of guys. I don't think that any, just like any type of football player could handle her. She's too much. She's intellectual. She's deep. She's smart. She's funny. Like she is not just like somebody that's, I think you're wrong. Like even if you read uh, Jessica Simpson's memoir when she dated, uh, who's the quarterback for? Oh, Tony Romo. Tony Romo. I mean, she talks about how she was just too much for Tony Romo. Tony Romo wa- wanted, um, you know, to start a family. I don't, I don't blame him for that. He wanted to have a family. Yeah. He wanted to have a, a family at home. And Jessica was like, well, I want to go on tour. Like I have dreams. I have goals. I want to travel. And I think that when you play football like that and you are getting beat up on a field every single day, the best thing you can do for yourself is have a family to go back to and have like a strong support system on the sidelines. Right. And I think any smart male would would know that and like taylor's like not gonna be at every single game cheering him on like she she's gonna be busy she's a busy girl and so i don't think that just like any football player would want to be with her so why him then i don't know him i don't know much about him why him why did she choose him or why did he go after her yeah why do you think that he's gonna work for her i don't get it what do you mean oh for her yeah why do you think he's gonna work for her because i think he comes from a really good humble family okay probably traditional family he yeah. probably wants a wife, not a superstar. No, I think he like loves what Taylor does. Everyone loves what Taylor does until like the rubber hits the road and it's like, wait, like how is this actually going to work? I mean, he's made it like this far without her. Okay. Who did he date before? I don't know. Look it up. I don't really think that he was like relevant until like two years ago. <laughs> I or just, maybe he wasn't. Oh, can I have your phone? I get, I get everything that you're saying. I just feel like, I feel like this is a fling, and I think that there's some strategy to it on Taylor's part, where she's like, "Listen, I know that he is one of the most popular NFL football players right now, and I need to start getting in with this demographic because, like, think about it, Danny. Like, she, she has so many different like niches of people on lock, right?" Mm-hmm. This is the one that she doesn't, and all of a sudden, like, she just jumps in. She has a she doesn't have a lot of niches on lock, and like also she kind of does like Aaron Rodgers was at her performances like two times. Yeah, she I she's got the football players. No, I'm talking about the NFL crowd. Like my 
brother isn't diehard over Taylor Swift, but now guess who's talking about Taylor Swift? My brother. Yeah. Who left Chicago early to go watch NFL Sunday football. Yeah, but why can't she kill two birds with one stone? Like, get no, people talking about her that's and fall in love. That's what I'm saying. But I think that... I think that she truly loved Joe. I think she truly loved that guy. I think she loved Joe. But she wasn't ready to commit and, like, sacrifice for Joe. Like, I think that, like, that was, like, her person. Because she was with him the longest, right? I think six or seven And years. it was very private, right? Yeah. And so, like, I think she absolutely loved him, right? But anything that Taylor does public, I feel like always falls to pieces. And I think that she knows that, like, she is already setting this relationship out on the wrong foot by mm -hmm. making it so public. She knows what she's doing. He tweeted that tweet. She went. Like, she saw an opportunity. And I know. She, I just lo I love her for all of it. No, I'm, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying, like, I don't think that this is, like, like, she knows how she is fanning the flames of your heart, setting up this, like, Americana football, like. That's so good. It's a and great then, story. And then they left the game last night. The only thing I have to say about Travis Kelsey is. Is his car. No, his outfits. Oh, I don't know anything about his he outfits. He kind of dresses like, like a rapper. Right. And his car is, like, is, like. I never, do you ever imagine Taylor Swift to hop in a car with a guy who has a purple lowrider? I loved it. She's <laughs> going to write songs about that purple lowrider. No, and that's, and that's another thing I think she's doing is I think that she found very symbolic things about someone, a purple car, <laughs> like football player, brother, brother, like this is all set up for her next album. And I will say, here's the thing is that I told you that if she would have married Joe, her career would have been done. She would have retired. Yeah. Um, I don't think that Joe wanted to be in the in the public. No, I, I don't think so. But like this is Taylor's setup for her next album. 100%. Or her Super Bowl performance. Yeah, I think it's Wait, not this year, it's next year. imagine Travis playing his, well, his brothers might retire. Or did yeah. He? Yeah. And then, wait, wait, wait. Travis playing in the Super Bowl and then Taylor Swift playing the, the halftime show. Oh my God. America's hearts would explode. We couldn't handle We couldn't handle the cuteness. But you're getting caught up into a story that she's fabricating. And I love her for it, but thank you for giving me something to like, to think about and a story to get excited about because with Joe and Maddie, you were giving us nothing. Okay, so we're both acknowledging that both you're right, she might actually be interested in like him, but like I'm also right that this is like, there's a heavy PR tilt on this. Of course, we all know that Taylor Swift is giving us something to, to mull over and we love her for it. We needed that. And honestly, like it's, she was just like pursuing her civic duty. <laughs> To you? To, to us, the fans. Yeah, true. Okay. Who did he date before? I do want to know. This girl. Let me see. They rode off into the sunset in her purple low, in his purple low riding convertible. Wait. She Who was is a, it? like a news reporter. Also, him and Taylor are uh, the same age, which I love. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see next week what happens. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was good. 
Thank you to one of my favorite sponsors for sponsoring today's episode. Dreamland Baby Co. is the brand that has over 5,000 five-star reviews on their weighted sleep sack and a brand that I have been so grateful for as a mom of two. If you go to dreamlandbabyco.com and enter Danny at checkout, you will receive 20% off site-wide and free shipping. This offer applies to both new and existing customers, so take advantage of this offer while you can. The patent-pending Dream Weighted Sleep Sack is designed to help your baby feel calm, fall asleep faster, and stay asleep longer. The sack features the exclusive Cover Calm technology, evenly distributed weight from your baby's shoulders to toes to naturally reduce stress and give your baby the feeling of security and comfort, just like a hug. They have the cutest designs and colors and also offer sacks that aren't weighted. Some of their amazing baby children products they offer are swaddles, pajamas, bibs, blankets, crib sheets, and their recently launched sound machine. There are preset bundles on the site or an option to build your own, which allows you to save more. Head over to dreamlandbabyco.com and enter the code Danny at checkout to receive 20% off site-wide and free shipping. Mamas, this is a must for your little ones, especially if they're having trouble with their sleep. Uh, you know, why do you, I have one other question about Taylor and, uh, why do you think that she has been hanging out with Sophie Turner who recently is getting like a divorce from Joe, Joe Jonas? I think that like, I just think that she's so good at media. (laughs) I really do. I mean, like that's even more proof that this whole Travis thing's like a, like, the fact that she got all of her friends to unfollow Joe, like she's just Joe Alwyn. Yeah. She's just so smart. Yeah. She's got this like master narrative built and like y'all are just the puppets now. Mm. She's the puppet master. Like just play with me, honey. I know. It's like at a certain point, it's kind of like aliens. It's like, just have fun with it. Yeah. Like, just yeah, like, totally. like, that's don't, where, that's where like, we're having fun with. Yeah, like, don't take it too seriously. Like, just have fun with it. Yeah. It's great. I love it. It's good stuff. Keep having fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you doing for the rest of the day? Um, I actually don't know. Have you eaten lunch? Are you going to eat Chipotle again? Yeah. Do you, How many times a week do you eat Chipotle? Six. What do you get from there? Um, a very precisely cal- calculated, uh, caloried bowl for my macros. Well, it's probably always like a hundred calories less. You want to know why? Cause you eat it. <laughs> I know it's always short on the, I'm like, this isn't double chicken. <laughs> this is a single chicken. You just skim I mean, right off the top. There, too. there have been times whenever Jordan's Chipotle is delivered and I will have to very, you know, very carefully remove the tin foil and just like I'll eat a few bites and then place it back just to make it look like nobody else was in there. I'm like a little mouse. I know. Okay, let's wrap because I gotta pee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We love you guys. Um, feel free to, you know, give us a review on Apple, Spotify. You can watch us on Spotify too. And we love you guys and we'll talk to you later. Bye. You turn off the cameras. I'm gonna let this play. Check my-